Welcome to the Hats All We Know podcast for your hosts, Chris and David. If this is your first time with us, welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back, and you know the drill. We go through four random facts that we each find interesting throughout the past couple of weeks to find out how little we truly know. We always start off with a hat fact. We're, what, 73, 72 episodes into this, and David still somehow has hat facts. Um, David, what's the hat fact this week? You say that like you're surprised, and that hurts. Just putting it out there. I'm, I'm impressed. Okay, there we go. That's a... Much better, much better walk back. All right, so the holes in the top of hats, like baseball hats. Okay. Do you know what they're called? They're called eyelids. Oh, no, they're called holes. That's a movie with Shia LaBeouf. Good movie, though. Good movie. Yeah, great movie. Um, Actually, I'll probably go back and rewatch that. I think I know what I'm doing tomorrow night. Anyway, so holes in hats. Not the movie. Okay. Again, need to be clear. So eyelids, what are their main function? They have a fun, like they have a real purpose. Yes. They are not simply to save fabric costs, to have a tiny hole in the hat. That seems like it could be a likely reason, though. It really could have been, I'm not going to lie. But uh, no, they, they do have another purpose. Especially now, though, with all that supply chain issues. They just didn't have enough fabric to make the whole hat. Um, Yeah, the whole hat. <laughs> I mean, you did that one to yourself. Not intentionally. <laughs> That's disappointing. Really would have thought after... After this this amount of time, you had to start to start to pick it up. No, um, it probably has some function to keep you the head cool. Yep, that's the function. But they're not very big, so like, do you get that much? Well, like a trucker hat is just like mesh in the back. That's much nicer at it. Yes. So a trucker hat is significantly better. So is like a straw hat. That's also why straw hats are typically used in warmer climates. Um, see Panama hat from Ecuador. And but uh, the holes do help. It kind of makes it not essentially like a helmet, uh, and it leaves some room for. Uh, air to escape also the whole more heat escapes from your head than anywhere else is just a, just not true oh yeah no you, the, your head hands and like feet isn't that where most of your heat escapes from it's like your head hands and feet because the rest of your body is covered with clothes normally yes that's the reason yeah that's <laughs> the reason that most escapes there there's a lot of surface area as well you know particularly hands um and you know feet and really head but yeah that's the main reason is because typically covered and so having little holes to allow some of the air to escape is helpful just like with converse do you know what converse shoes are i know they're shoes okay you know the like are they kind of like uh, they're skater shoes not oh mm, sort of so they're not like vans skater shoes like the really big oh, like okay. skater shoe but it's like the more narrow what you think of when you think of like 90s kid on a playground the pf flyer sort of can, can you compare them to keds for me i don't know what keds are okay again i do hats i'm not a sneakerhead i didn't I don't really know what a Converse looks like, so I don't think I can claim sneaker heady. Um, sort of, yeah, kind of similar to that. Uh, a little bit more of a like a ankle, so like a high high ankle more. Oh, okay, so like a like a shoe with an ankle brace. You know what? Yeah, we're gonna go with that one. Has the little like Converse typically have the star where the ankle oh, is. Yeah. But anyway, Converse have holes on the side of their shoes and their eyelets. They're the exact same thing as the hat. They're to reduce uh, the heat for your feet. Do they get sued for copyright infringement? For hats? Yeah, they just copied it. You know what? I, I don't think that the entity hats has sued <laughs> the Converse company. <laughs> just a thought. I don't know. Um, I actually don't have that information in front of me, but I'm willing to bet that uh, they're, they're probably safe. Okay. Is, also, do you think this is why Crocs are so popular? Oh, no. Crocs are popular because they got past the super uncool phase. Like, they got through their middle school phase. And also, you can put little little things in the holes. I feel like Crocs go up and down, though, in popularity. They're fantastic boat shoes, though. Like, they're secure on your feet. They're gonna stop you from stepping on things that you shouldn't, which is kind of most the idea of shoes i know but still and they have holes so they can drain easily but yeah so uh the holes in hats called eyelets uh they originally the first eyelet machine in the u.s was patented in 1853 Ooh, 1859 oh <laughs> yeah i'm i'm really impressed by that 
it wasn't really used as much for hats. It was mainly used for like a stapler before staplers were invented. That machine had essentially metal. So baseball hats are typically sewn along the edge of the hole to yeah. stop it from fraying. Whereas these are metal pieces kind of like shoved together, sort of like grommets, but not as wide. Okay. And so essentially they were used for staplers before staplers. But yeah, so if you've ever wondered why some hats have holes in them, um, also a lot of the times the hats that you do see that have holes in them are more of hats that you wear while doing vigorous activities, such as a cowboy hat, riding on a horse, being in desert, so on and so forth. Baseball hat, um, standing in left field, or in my case, on the bench half the year. You don't know. know if I don't know if I would call riding a horse a vigorous activity. The horse is doing all. Have the you work. ever ridden a horse? Yeah. No, sorry. Have you ever actually ridden a horse and not just been on a horse while it has been moving? Maybe. Actively riding a horse and being on a horse that knows what to do are two very different activities. I've been in control of it. Have you though? Yeah, because I pulled too far back and I started going back. I would still argue that you've probably never actually actively ridden a horse. It was also a mule. Yeah, then I would definitely say you haven't ridden a horse because I would say part of the specifications for riding a horse is that it has to be a horse. I'm just going to put that stipulation in there. I mean, fair. Uh, well, we can move on to my first fact. Uh, shockingly, I don't have any transition from that. We're just going to actually talk about uh, a very interesting use of a uh, United States NSF grant money. Continue. Uh, so in 2014, the NSF, you know, funds a lot of research every year. The NSF is the National Science Foundation. And they gave a uh, professor at Indiana University how much money to study memes? $324 million over two years. A little bit lower. Okay. There was uh, Professor uh, Filippo Menser. $124 million over two years. It was uh, it was just a one-time one, but a uh, oh. million dollars to study memes. Okay. Did it? Did his research yield him a Ig Nobel Prize? Uh, not yet, though they now have Awesome, which is O-S- O-M-E. They pronounce that awesome. I'm sure. It's hard to come up with acronyms, okay? <laughs> which is, which the public can now use to look at trends and networks for uh, memes and other stuff. And uh, they had to make, they were mainly studying the diffusion of memes. How do they spread? Mm -hmm. So that quickly then turned into how does misinformation spread? That's fair. I feel like that would be a natural progression. Yeah, but a meme in this case wasn't like your stereotypical like Spider-Man meme. No, meme just kind of means idea. Yep, they defined meme as an idea, piece of mm -hmm. info, or behavior that is passed from one person to another. Yeah, that's um like Claude Shannon, uh, Shannon Entropy Information Theory, okay. like Bell Labs in the 50s. Like meme has been around for forever and it's usually meant like an idea. And so, you know, the whole when you're in biology class and they ask you if fire's alive and then you're like, no, of course it's not. And they're like, mm -hmm. well, what do you have to do to be alive? We have to die, snuffs out the candle. Uh, <laughs> well, you have to be able to procreate, lights one candle, uses that candle to light another candle. Um, well, you have to have thought. <laughs> do you though? Do bacteria have thoughts? Probably. Then we said you have to have cells. And then they were like, all right, the fire doesn't have cells. Well, not directly. It has to consume. Well, it's burning the wick. It's, uh, you know, it also has energy. Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, it's uh, that that one's definitely a head scratcher. I'm not going to lie when you're in ninth grade and they're like, what's life? And then they tell you that a candle can do all the things or a fire can do all those things. And you're like, um, and that's they're just prepping you for a philosophy 101 from your freshman year of college. Oh, yeah. You, well, in that class, you got to make sure you don't put the horse before Descartes. I had to. Descartes a philosopher. Oh, okay. And the horse before the cart is a phrase. Like, don't put the horse. Don't put the cart before the horse. There we are. That, that would make sense. It seems like the horse would be inefficient. 
yeah, you're, you're not wrong. That's on me. You definitely want to have the horse before the cart, because otherwise you're just pulling it backwards. Or the horse is doing a lot more effort than it probably should, and its head's gonna hurt. No, the horse is just doing the deal with Max does in Hallie Stole Christmas. Just riding along on the back. You know what? Good call. Yeah. They actually just released this in, uh, like, 2021. Oh. They, they looked over at, they had over 70 billion tweets analyzed. Oh, yeah. Looking at, looking at hashtags as well to see when stuff was popular. So on their tools now, you can now see when Ice Bucket Challenge was popular. Uh, August 2015 peak. Okay. Yeah. I, I w- I'm willing to bet that they did not go through each of those tweets individually. Oh, no, no. They do a lot of modeling as well. I was going to say, because the, the code to be able to look at tweets and scrape tweets is very, I can do it. So it's simple. And especially if they're just looking at hashtags. Yeah, I think they're also probably looking at some memes too, but not hard to... We, we have the technology. Computers can recognize pictures. We have the technology. Yeah, those uh, captures. Captures? Captcha? Yeah, those are training machine learning algorithms. Because if enough people hit, yes, there's a stoplight in this, then the computer program now knows that there's a stoplight in this, and that's why they keep getting harder is because... So you're going to say some of them, you really have to debate it. Is it like the, the very corner might be, but is that... Does that count? Yeah, that's why. Is <laughs> because um, they've gotten good at basic stuff, and so now you're training the harder versions of them um, when you do it. It's annoying when you do it and you get it wrong. Well, so what that means is that you are in the lower percentage of people that thought that that was true. Because that's what it's really training is, okay, the majority of people say that this is a stoplight, move on. So there must be one in there. Yeah. A side effect of this study has uh, communication theorists, because that's a profession apparently, Yep. Uh, worried that about the mental health side effects of memes. That's what they're worried about, the mental health side effects of? Yeah, because you have the original source and then whatever someone put on there, and they're worried somehow that's going to that mental health could go downhill because of memes. Oh, it's going down for a lot of other reasons. Um, I feel like memes are in the lower percentage of things that are that are uh, not great for your mental health. I feel like sometimes people make memes to, you know, improve their mental health. Yeah, I feel like that's what most of them are for. Either that or to find others that are also uh, feeling, you know, the same way they are. Yeah, to find their Spider-Man. That's the only meme I really know. <laughs> I, I highly doubt that, but you know what? I... The main reason I doubt that is because it's superhero related, and I highly doubt that the only meme that you know involves a subset of culture that you know nothing about. Oh, I don't know anything about the meme. I just know the picture of the meme. Yep. There's that one, and then, you know, the guy with his, uh, like, girlfriend or whoever holding hands and turning around. Okay, yep. No, I, I figured that would at least be one you would know. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say, the with the fire thing, that memes are the same idea. They spread, you know. Some memes die over time. They, they you know, form other memes. Yeah. Uh, this, this article was pointing out how misinformation spreads, too, because uh, people just run with it, mm-hmm. including uh, earlier in 2020, uh, candidate Ted Cruz's campaign. Uh, actually, this was this happened in 2016. Uh, Ted Cruz's campaign spread the false news that Ben Carson had dropped out of the race before Ben Carson had dropped out of the race. This was before both of them dropped out of the race. Yep. I feel like also Ted Cruz's uh, campaign was derailed by a misinformation spread that he was the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> I feel like both of them probably uh, are not a huge fan of misinformation when yeah. it's not used for their own purposes. Yeah. There we are. Yeah, the fact that fake news is a thing that we just accept. Like, why are, why are we calling, why are we giving lying a euphemism? Well, it's... Also more, now I have to look to see if it's a real news article or if it was by The Onion. Because the headlines now have made it very difficult to tell sometimes. Yeah, didn't The Onion at one point was like, they're like, given the current state of the world, I think we just need to start doing something else because uh, we can't compete. Well, there's a, there's a new fake uh, sports Twitter quote account. Of course there is. It's uh, Ballsack Sports. Of course it is. They just put out random fake uh, tweets to people, uh, like quotes to people, and it got onto like ESPN already. 
because they just put it on a person's name and people just run with it. They don't look to see that it's... Yeah, no, why are they doing that is my my thing. <laughs> Someone got very bored. Okay, that I, that I can actually understand. You know, maybe it's a baseball player. It could be. Well, they don't play for the Orioles then. Apparently, I, for my second fact, I kept in a theme. Oh, holes again? Eyes. Ah. I let you believe it was something else. Anyway. I saw you quick looked up a fact about holes, actually. Oh. I mean, how long were there shovels in holes? Six feet, obviously. That's one I did not have to look up. Also, there was one shovel that was shorter. Yeah, and Zero got that. Yeah. Well, originally it was Stanley, and then someone else stole it from him because they were like, it's your first day here, you don't get the short shovel. You get the long one. Yeah, because the, their holes had to be as deep as the shovel and as wide as the shovel. Anyway, <laughs> talking about eyes. I spy? Um, yes. Just a, a spy that is uh, just an I. Okay. The letter I. Really feels like I should be in spy as well, but it's a Y because I don't get English. Anyway, I've recently started to learn a lot about eyes and glasses as I have now started to wear glasses. It took me four years to come to terms with the fact that I'm now a person that wears glasses and maybe that's why I couldn't pay attention in anywhere was because I couldn't see anything. You learned, oh, I should be able to see stuff. Yeah, uh, apparently when a car like starts driving away from you at a stop sign, mm -hmm. the license plate doesn't just immediately go away. It still stays the same. I thought it just blurred just like a sensor bar when was put over it as soon as they started to move away. Turns out that's not true. Who knew? Also, you're supposed to be able to see road signs and before you're directly under them. I get that this is giving you a lot of confidence that you were driving on the same road as me. Um, However, we got this far. Who looks at road signs? Everyone just is using their phone GPS anyway to navigate. That's fair. Yeah, no, my, my mind connects to my car and it's amazing Um, because, you know, I don't have to look at my phone the whole time. Anyway, so eyes. You probably know about short-sightedness and far-sightedness. Those are the two-sightednesses, yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, mainly. And short-sightedness is caused by your cornea, so the the part of the front of your eye being a little bit too steep and then short-sightedness is a little bit too flat. Oh, okay. So too steep focuses the light in front of the back of your eye, right? Your retina and the farsightedness focuses behind your eye, right? Anyway, there's another thing called astigmatism. Yes. Do you know what that is? You can't like go in a straight line, draw a straight line, something with lines. I guess you just become drunk constantly and can't walk in a straight line. You're never going to pass that drunk test. Well, apparently if you blindfold humans, we just will uh, slowly walk in a circle. That feels like a metaphor. Anyway, we can't stay on a straight line. Apparently we'll just slowly start curving. <laughs> Yeah, it really feels like a metaphor. So with astigmatism, what that is, is your cornea, instead of being essentially perfectly basketball shaped. So a circle? Yeah, a sphere. Sphere, okay. A spherical in that all of the surfaces are the same round. One, essentially, if you were to think of a, your eye, up and down would be steeper than left to right or vice versa or on some sort of angle. So just one axis is steeper than the other axis. Mm -hmm. So that's what astigmatism is. And what happens is light from one direction focuses, say, in front of your eye because it's more round. And then the flatter part focuses behind your eye. And so you don't really have a focal point. There's not really any one spot that it focuses to. And that's why you can't draw a straight line. Yeah, it, essentially the line, the, the things just get blurred in a certain direction because, you know, because the, the light comes in, it goes to a focal point and then it spreads out a bunch. And where it spreads out is where you see that line. Mm, okay. So question. Okay. Actually, that was my question. I blew past it. We're going to ask a different question in a second. <laughs> I know. I, I know the answer to the question. Okay. What is it? One, one axis is longer than the other. So you get a, you don't really get a focal point at one spot. Good job. Good. You know what astigmatism is. So basically what happens is when they make your, your, your glasses for that, they, when they make the curve of your glasses, whether it's nearsighted, farsighted, whatever, they just kind of leave one axis alone. Okay. Turns out that's why headlights I thought were just X's. I didn't know headlights were just a dot on a car. I thought they were X's because my eyes are, uh, you know, most people are, do have astigmatism, but not to a degree that really affects, you know, them. Yeah. Because fun fact, things being perfectly round in nature, 
Not not often. We're not good at that. Nature's not good at that. Yeah, no, not not really. I mean, mostly round, 100%. Great, but exactly round, not as much. However, so the ways to correct vision are glasses. The idea being that it curves the glasses such that it focuses, essentially helps your eyes focus the light before it actually gets to your eye. Uh, contacts. Or you, you could also shoot lasers into your eyes and just, you know, change the shape of your eyes. How does that work, is my question. They just shoot a laser in your eye and it, like, reform, like, melts and I think reforms your cornea. Mostly, yeah. So what they do is they essentially shave off the top of your cornea, either with a blade or with little tiny femtosecond lasers that create an air bubble that they can then kind of peel the cornea off. And then they use lasers that are small enough to, like, carve words into your hair, um, which honestly... Why are we not doing more of that? But I digress. Uh, it's, it's that expensive. Yeah, you're not wrong, but like, just looks like, it seems like it'd be fun. But yeah, so they, they essentially peel it back and then they just melt part of your cornea. And then the flap that they peeled off your cornea, they just put it back and it reseals, you know, not in a matter of seconds or not seconds, in a matter of like hours. The the whole process takes a matter of seconds. I think the more crazy part of this is you have to be awake during it. Yep, you're awake with your eyes open too, obviously. So you're just watching them either with this blade shave off part of your eye or just lasers that yeah uh-uh i'm out i mean i was listening to another podcast where someone got lasik and they were like yeah i was, I was staying awake and they're like i'll be fine i'll be fine they're like no here's a take this xanax you're you're gonna want to take that xanax i can't deal i can't do contacts like there's no way i'm ever gonna do contacts so i can't deal with things near my eye i don't think i could ever do this i don't think i could either since i work with lasers i don't want to go near them I, I already hurt myself enough yeah well so also just want to point it out the way this used to work so the first the first time that this essentially process was used was 1960s no 19 well wait crap i mean the 60s is when the lasers started uh femtosecond i don't think came around till 80s at the earliest oh this wasn't lasers this was liquid nitrogen Ooh, well liquid nitrogen just uh <laughs> it's fun because it makes paper look wet but it's not honestly i don't think i'd ever noticed that or thought about it it's also very good at cleaning your good honestly good to know these were not things that i had ever thought about oh in our lab if we have extra liquid nitrogen in the doer like the end of the day that we can't reuse uh, a lab mate will just go around pouring it onto the floor at our feet okay sure yeah keep a clean lab i mean yeah you don't, you don't want your lab to look bad. <laughs> the rest of the lab doesn't appear to be clean, but you know, that one spot on the floor is very clean. Oh, it's very clean. You got you to make sure. Uh, anyway, 1940s. Jose Ignacio Barraquer, um developed a technique where he would take a blade, shave off somebody's cornea, freeze it in liquid nitrogen, put it on a lathe to carve it correctly, um, so that it would fix their vision and then let it thaw and sew it back onto their eye. Okay. It worked very well and it's the predecessor to LASIK. However, no, uh-uh. I'll take glasses the rest of my life if that's the other option. We're fine with that. I'm, I can do, I can deal with, I can deal with, uh, fogging up. I don't, things near my eye, not great. Freezing part of my cornea in liquid nitrogen and then using a lathe. I think that's just the most barbaric part of this and that includes a process that uses a blade to cut off part of my eye and that's not the most barbaric part to me. That sounds like like medieval torture right and then they sew it back on yeah it sounds like medieval torture like this is how i'll make you blind yeah apparently it was incredibly good essentially predecessor to uh current lasik surgery and he, it, it worked very well just not for me also i just want to know the first person that he did this to like they had to be very blind and were just like you know what yeah can't really see anyway it's not gonna affect me let's go for it either that or this dude is just ridiculously charismatic it was actually just here's a series of you know pigs and cows that ha has worked on what do you do you don't want to know 
trust me. Look, this pig could not do this maze before, and then I did this, and now he can navigate the maze. Ooh, he can navigate through the corn? Yeah, without eating it. Are we sure that his vision's okay, then? If he's not eating it, maybe he doesn't think it's corn. Anyway, yeah, so I've just le been learning a lot about glasses, and one of my friends asked if I was going to do a glasses fact, and so I did, but also just no. Blade cutting off part of my eye, not on my bucket list. Sticking with the glasses? All right. Yeah, I'm sticking with the glasses. They, they make me look smarter. It's great. We'll, we'll wrap this up here with uh, my, my lovely fact that I figured it's been a while since I've talked a little bit about alcohol. On. So, um, Bloody Mary. Yep. Never actually had one because it sounds terrible. Tomato juice just doesn't sound good. It's not bad. No, so you, you added enough tomato juice and enough spices. Worcestershire is a bit weird to me, throw into it. But some of the other spices, like, you know, garlic, onion, so on and so forth, are they're actually really good. Um, it's like a V8, it's like an alcoholic V8 juice. Yeah, it's just, I don't know if that's what I want in the morning when I can have a mimosa. Yeah, but I guess if you don't like carbonation. That's true. I mean, I've never had one, so. With the amount that you like vodka, I'm surprised you don't want to have a Bloody Mary. Not morning, not morning liquor. Okay. That's a, that's a heavy start to the morning. Well, it depends on how heavy you pour, but also there is a lot of flavor in Bloody Mary, so you could pour pretty heavily and not know. It's like, it's like a Long Island. You can, uh, you can put a lot in there without knowing. I think that's why I probably haven't had them is because I would only get them like at a place and they're usually very expensive and I'm like I don't want to pay 10 bucks for a drink I might not like I can make it I can make a lot of them I know different variations I got you I have all the equipment well uh, reportedly what who is Bloody Mary named after Mary Queen of Scots close hmm. according not, not according to my link but uh it was the, the first Queen of England to rule on her own right <laughs> Which might have been Mary Queen of Scots before she was Queen of England. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that's who it was. Oh, my, my site said Mary the First, daughter of King Henry the Eighth. So I'm convinced whenever I look up stuff about English royalty, somehow uh, King Henry the Eighth shows up. I think they're different. Okay. However, I'm glad that I went with the right part of the world at the very least. I'm glad I didn't. I I didn't think it was you know a Mary somewhere else. Yeah. So um, she got her uh, nickname Bloody Mary because during her uh, five year reign, which is a very short reign. Yes. She did die during the uh, flu during an influenza uh, epidemic. Yeah. But during that five years that she was in charge, she uh, killed over 300 religious dissidents by burning them at the stake. Yeah, because her big thing was. Reversing Reformation, right? Catholic. Yeah, the English Reformation. Because Henry VIII was the one that was like, yeah, totally, I want to... Well, he did divorce two people, behead two people, one died, and, you know, that last one. Yeah, because it was totally their fault that he wasn't having a boy. Yeah, she killed over 300, uh, basically, Protestants during five... Five years. Which, really? That gets you a drink named after you that people enjoy? Uh, people might not know why it's uh, called that. Although, the article that I was reading on history.com said, Now you might think that's bad. Yes, I do. I do think that, that murdering that many people is bad. Just me. Purely for religious reasons as well. But her father, King Henry VIII, executed 81 people for hearsay. Okay, this is one of those situations where both of them can be bad things. <laughs> Just putting that out there, it doesn't have to be, You did something worse, so what I did isn't bad. No, what you did is worse worse, what I did is also really bad. That They can both coexist. At the time, hearsay was considered to be an infection of the body politic that had to be erased so not as to poison society at large. So you also had a theme of misinformation, <laughs> um, although that one might have just been information. And that's why Bloody Mary enjoyed uh, burning at the stake, because that was the uh, common theme at the time for executing people. I mean, like, well done, medium, too soon. If they were hearsay, very well done, they would actually, you know, also then destroy the bones and throw their ashes in a river, so that way there would be no relics of them. Oh. We actually know about all of this because of John Fox in 1563. That's Sly Fox. Published the first version of his book, The Acts and Monuments, better known as Book of Mortars. It was just a list of everyone that uh, England had killed or who had been killed 
by the Catholic Church. That That's a long book. When it was first published, he had 57 illustrations in there, mm-hmm. uh, 30 of which were from uh, Mary's reign during England. Five years. Five years. <laughs> Over half of one book. And her reign ended in like 1558. Yes. Now, we don't necessarily know if everything that he wrote is true, but we're going to assume it's probably more true than not. I was going to say, like, even if it's not, I kind of want to give him benefit of the doubt because... Um, You're allowed to exaggerate and make that sound worse than it is. <laughs> because I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a lot that you didn't know that occurred. Yeah, the, the list of people that have been killed by various governments or the Catholic Church throughout its history, sorry, two millennial history, is is a long list. And you'd think since thou shalt not murder was like one of the commandments. Uh, theoretically, murder is different than execution. Murder implies that it wasn't based on something that they had done that necessitated them being, what you say, removed from society? Erased so as to not act um, to poison society. Definitely when I think of punishing someone for something that they've done, erased from society seems to be a measured co- a measured response. Mm-hmm. But what of, what about all the witches Um, during the Salem witch trials? Or England also had witch trials. Yeah. Yeah, because there are so many witches there. Yeah. Doing such deeds as existing and existing. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Someone made a tweet who uh, was clearly rewatching Indiana Jones. Hmm? And they said, for in- for being a professor, Indiana Jones kills a lot of people. Yes. Also, I really enjoy this artifact should be in a museum and not with the locals and people that created it. Wait, what? Why should this be in a museum and not directly where you took it from? Because I still want it. <laughs> and welcome to the British Museum of History. I mean, we have like Egyptian mummies in the Smithsonian's. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, I'm, yeah. I guess the English Museum is probably the most well-known for saying, now we're good. Here we have this, which we definitely did not steal. We're borrowing it. We looted it. No, wait, no, looted sounds bad. Took without permission? No. That's, that's still bad. It was a spoil of war. Oh, wait, we're not supposed to do that anymore. Uh, we might be getting close, though. On two fronts. Yay! Make sure you uh, practice your cover and hide drills, because that's going to help. No, make sure you uh, get slightly... Don't get in a little shape, but not too good of shape. That way you can still fail a physical. Oh, I've got asthma, and I would die if someone looked at me with a glass of milk, so I don't think I'm going to the front lines. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another unhinged episode of the Hats All I Know podcast with your hosts, Chris and David. Hopefully you liked today's episode on eyes, roughly, and misinformation. Yeah, that's really bad for a trivia-based podcast to be. Anyway, hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. It was how it spreads. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like through podcast, wait. Like through poorly researched facts. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I, uh-huh. I, t- I wrote down notes for this episode. Wow, I'm impressed. But yeah, hopefully you enjoyed the episode. Uh, If you did, please uh, share it with your friends. um, So that way you can all understand why when you see somebody with glasses, what uh, what's happening? Oh, thinner glasses, by the way, thinner lenses are made out of materials that bend light more. That's that's the reason that you can make thinner lenses is because it's materials that bend light more. That has nothing to do with the the outro. However, if you didn't enjoy it, you know what? Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Okay. yeah. Enemies don't get don't, don't get to listen to this one. Only friends. If you did enjoy it, you can follow us on social media at Hats All We Know on Twitter and Instagram. And you can leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Music or just subscribe on whatever platform you are currently listening to us on. We're now five star with seven ratings. Ooh. So thank you for those of you that have rated us. Uh, we appreciate it. And I guess I think I may accidentally made like two puns that David pointed out in this episode, but uh, we're going to wrap it up with one more David pun. Well, if you make any more puns, I let you know. Have fun.